Hello, and welcome to this week's edition of Slasher Trash Podcast. I am your irrational fear haver, Sydney. With me, as always, is Matt. Say hello, Matt. Hello, Matt. Beautiful. All right, so tell me, what are some of your irrational fears that you have? I am afraid I'm going to have a child that is just like me, and therefore will torture me until the day I die. Well, you shouldn't be. That's not an irrational fear because that's already happened. I know. I got. It's, 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 well, I guess it's not irrational. I guess it's true. Oh, fuck, I'm screwed. Yeah. No, I've got. I've got all kinds of irrational fears. I've got. You know, just the whole anxiety thing. You got a whole lot of like weird things. Like when you get behind a truck, and like like the that's, logs. That's that's my biggest the, irrational the logs behind fear. Behind the truck, something like that. A bridge is going to collapse when I go over it. Or if, like, I'm in a stadium and I'm walking under the concourse, and I know there's like thousands and thousands of people walking like above you. You're like. What's keeping this from falling on me? That yeah, no, on. my biggest irrational fear is driving on the interstate behind. It's either a logging truck, a like a like a cement truck, a piping truck, any tr- big truck like that. Anything that can impale you with yes. whatever is on the back Bricks. of that truck. Bricks. Bricks. Oh my God! Did you see that video of that the couple that was driving down the road, and there's a brick truck on the other side of the road that was going past them, and a brick flew out and hit her, like hit their windshield and killed killed the driver. No, I did not see that. Oh my god, it was scary. That just added to my irrational fear on why I hate driving. Yes. I hate driving. You know, there was a there was a period where there was a, a, a thing that I knew happened in New Jersey or happened in, outside of Philadelphia, where people would take bricks on overpasses and drop them off on cars. Yeah, I know. And they there's one of them that that killed a guy. Yep. And then it was like a bunch of kids. Yes. It's like, why? <laughs> and whatever happened to graffiti? Graffiti yeah, was so much easier. And, graffiti and nicer. is like no one gets hurt. No, just the wall gets tagged. That's all. Yeah, maybe, and it's, it's maybe cute. you get to see a really long penis drawn on the fence. And it's cute. True story down here in Jonesboro. So. Yeah, the coolest graffiti I ever saw was in Brooklyn. It was underneath one of like the bridges, and it was like an octopus, mm-hmm. and it was it was just really cool. I like the trains that go through here that that they're all graffitied up. Yeah, it's like a moving art show. You sit there just watching. You're like, oh, that's a neat one. Like, oh, that oh, one's terrible. That one. So, looks pretty good there's always there's always like a really really fancy one and then it's right next to a guy who just writes his name jim you're like this jim really <laughs> oh my god jim is yeah, there yeah, there's jim was there yes <laughs> it's written like hot pink you're like dude that's terrible come on man <laughs> awful all right well why are we talking irrational fears why are I, we doing that i don't know you tell me well because this week we are slashing trash and joyride released in 2001 versus final destination released in 2000 Good movies. Very good movies. Yeah, they're both pretty good. Um, Lots of fun. They're fun movies. They're very I'd fun. I'd say, uh, Final Destination, the first one got like a 30s in on Rotten Tomatoes. I'm like, that's bullshit. Yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> because it's, it, yeah, I think just as a movie itself, I I think if a critic were to look at it, they'd be like, yeah, okay, yeah, this is, there's not much to this movie. But when you, when you look at the, When you're like me and you like weird kills. When I talk about the Rube Goldberg effect that all these kills have to them, it's like, <laughs> it goes the longest way possible. And then you think it's going to be this way, and then all of a sudden it's another different. It's a just yeah. totally different way. Yeah, I thought it was that was the fun part of it. Well, so. for the listeners, you might be confused on why I picked these two movies to slash and trash with each other. Well, last week Matt decided that he wanted to pick two movies for his nostalgia and like see if they held up, and I was and like, they did not. I was like, well, I want to, I want to do a similar thing. So these two movies, Joyride was actually the first horror movie I ever watched. Yes. And uh, I watched that, and I watched a lot of the Final Destination movies, because I just thought they were so funny. 
Because, mm. like you said, the Rube Goldberg deaths. <laughs> it's it's just it's hysterical the way they, it they is go. So it goes all funny. around. It goes all around the circle. Then it just goes a totally different way you think it's going to yeah. go. Yeah. So. But um, yeah. So both these are early two thousands movies. Yes. I I'm a two thousand three baby. <laughs> oh, are you? Yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm a baby, baby. Oh, I think I was there for that. Were you? I believe I may have been. Are you sure? Are you sure? It's you might have been like the dads and it's alive <laughs> sitting in a, yes, a waiting a room playing, playing poker, poker and taking, smoking yeah, cigars, taking shots of whiskey. Going, yeah, this yeah. is what we should do. Yeah, Meg's in there having my baby. <laughs> let Meg oh, have, let Meg God. do all the work. All right, you ready to get into it? Yeah, let's do it. All right, so we're starting off with Joyride. I love this movie. I'm sorry. I know because I remember showing this to you, and I was like, "This is just yeah." It was, it's just such a good movie, which is, is also heightened my fear of just big trucks. <laughs> Creepy truck drivers. No, it's not even the truck drivers. It's just a big truck, <laughs> and I, I to this day I still don't like driving well, on the interstate I mean, with big trucks. This this really is. Because I'm worried that one was going to be like. This is really entered our lexicon because yeah, that's exactly every time you see like, a big truck get up on you, it's the first thing you think is. Candy cane. It's like fuck. <laughs> Baba black sheep. Yeah. Well, Joyride released in two thousand one. It was known as Roadkill in the UK. Yes. Um, directed by John Dahl and written by Clay Tarver and J.J. Abrams. Yeah, that's why it's so good. J.J. Abrams, who did what? Did, which one did he do? He did Force Awakens. Yes. Yeah, he did Star Wars. Uh, yeah, he, he's done a bunch of Star Wars yes. stuff. He's done the last three Star Wars. No. No, he did. He did. Um, he did the Force Awakens. I know Force that. Force Awakens and Rise yeah. of Skywalker. The Last yes. Jedi was Ryan Murphy, I think. Yes. But yeah. Yeah, so, he's also done Armageddon, Regarding Henry, Forever Young, Cloverfield. He's done uh, Clo- a Cloverfield movies. That, yes. That's another one yeah, I was he's thinking done of. Cause, awesome stuff. Because I love the Cloverfield movies. Not a lot of people like them. I. The one thing I remember about J.J. Abrams is this has nothing to do with anything... Was it Trivia Night? It was Trivia Night. <laughs> <laughs> they, they put a picture up of J.J. Abrams, and I had no idea what it was. And you're so like, I just... You were like, oh my god, and you ran up. No I, no, I slowly just took the notepad from you that we had to write our answers down. I slowly took it from you. I wrote down. You're still trying to figure out, like, God, who is this fucking god? God, I just stood up and <laughs> calmly walked up to the front. I was like... Here you go, I got it. And, you, and I came back and you're like, who is it? I was like, J.J. Abrams. <laughs> you're like, oh, shit! <laughs> yeah, you build us out on that one, that's for sure. Yeah, so, uh, Joyride, starring the late, great Paul Walker. Yeah, buddy, R.I.P. Paul Walker. Rest in peace. Uh, Steve Zahn and Lily Sobiski, Biski, Besky? Biski. Biski? Yep. Yeah, so th- those are your main three uh, characters, and then you have... Uh, Candy Cane, which is the murderous truck driver. Uh, it doesn't say who he was played by. Uh, Ted Levine did the. Uh, Ted Levine, Levine did the uh, voice for him. He's the guy who played uh, Buffalo, that, uh, Buffalo Bob in um, uh, Sons of the Lambs. Buffalo Bill. Buffalo Bill. <laughs> Buffalo Bob. Who's Buffalo Bob? I don't know. Buffalo what? Bob's a different person. <laughs> Buffalo Bob. That well, sounds like a used car salesman. Hey, I'm Buffalo Bob. Come check out our process. It was Buffalo Bob. Yeah. It was not Buffalo uh, Bob. Matthew Kimbrough is the guy who actually played Rusty Nail. The, 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 That's the guy who yeah, I was thinking of. Yeah. 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 So, um, yeah, it is 97 minutes. Good run time for Good you. Good run time. Yes. Yes. Right. Uh, the budget was $23 million. Of course, the, the whole story of the thing takes place what over like five states 
Uh, yes. Like they're well, they're going from in the, in the story. Oh, it's probably going, more than that. It's probably yeah. Ch- in the story, they're going from Colorado to. Um, well, he starts in California. Jersey. He starts in California. Then he has to go to Utah to pick up his brother, and then he goes to Colorado to get um, what's her name? Um, Vena. Yeah, I, I got her name. I got Lily in my head now. Uh, I got Lily in my head. That sounds weird. Yeah. Keep going, keep going. You're good. Yeah, but then they go, Bob got you. Yeah, but there. then I think they go into Nebraska. That's where they get drunk at the bar and all that. I, so there's several states involved in this. Yes, I say they, which that's where the majority of the budget yeah. goes. Yes. I feel because it's just them doing those wide shots of the car driving down, mm-hmm. driving down the road. Because you know what, this is just like a fun brotherly road trip. Oh, what's funny about this? So Jay Hernandez, who is a famous actor now, he plays. I think he plays Magnum PI now. On um, is that who plays Magnum PI? The new who? Magnum PI. Who? The new Mac- Jay Hernandez. You don't know who Jay Hernandez is? Let me see a picture of him. He was in um, Hostel. Oh, that guy! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, 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 that guy, yes. that guy, that guy. Yeah, he he has a bit part in this as just listed as the Marine. Oh, was he one of the ones I was partying? In? Yes. Okay. And okay. then Walter Coggins, Goggins. Um, you are struggling. Goggins, tonight. sorry, uh, from uh, House of a Thousand Corpses. Yeah. He had a he, his his he was a deputy. And he got oh. he got he got uh, cut out of the movie. <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah. man! He's in a deleted scene though on the uh, on the the DVD though. So oh cool yeah that's awesome but yeah or as you kids say now the Blu-ray. I don't know. It's the streaming site. <laughs> For, oh, okay. No, my my generation is DVD and Blu-ray. <clears throat> Other kids are like, oh my god, is it on a streaming site? <laughs> Mine's VHS and uh, thirty-five millimeter home movies. <laughs> All right, but yeah, budget was twenty three million. Box office, this surprised me. Box office, they earned a thirty six point six million. Yes. At the box office, which honestly, like, I feel like it's this just like you said last week. You feel like it's an underrated. Well, it's funny. I don't remember movie. this movie. I, I don't even remember this movie coming out in two thousand one. I don't. I don't ever. I don't either. It wasn't like in. My, <laughs> I would hope not. I wasn't even thought of yet. Um. But I don't even remember it coming out, to be honest with you. I remember seeing it on DVD and going, oh, it looks pretty neat. Let's get that. And then we got it, and I was like, oh, shit, this is a really good movie. Yeah. So. Well, anything with Paul Walker and yeah, Steve Yeah, which I was, a Paul, I was a Paul Walker fan, too. And Steve Zahn. I do like Steve Zahn a lot, too. But, what yeah, what, what iconic Steve Zahn role do you, do you like him in? Steve Zahn. I like Steve Zahn in this. I like him in uh, That Thing You Do. That's awesome. You're, he's, you're wrong. He's hysterical. It's the Diary of Wimpy Kid movies. Diary of Wimpy Kid, yes. <laughs> he plays one, yes. Mr. Heffley, and yes. Mr. Heffley's just on the break of just losing it. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. I forgot about that. Oh, he's been in so many damn movies, I'm trying to think of some other ones. He's, but... He was in Friends. Yeah. He was the gay ice dancer that wasn't gay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, he's done a lot of stuff. Yeah, but yeah. We love Steve Zahn. Steve Zahn, yeah. hey, if you want to give us a follow. <laughs> oh my god, here we go. Alright, so... Um, Alright, let's get into the plot. Yeah, let's Yeah, let's go. get into it, because we're already 12 minutes in. Let's go, so. yeah, we've made it nowhere. Yeah. Alright, so while traveling from California to Colorado to pick up his childhood friend and crush Venna, Lewis, Paul Walker, is forced to stop in Salt Lake City after he learns that his brother Fuller has been arrested. Yes. Yep, so and then Lewis bails him out, and then yeah, Fuller's so like, oh, called. let me tug along. So this is the day before, well, there were cell phones back then, but they were very few and far between. So this is, he talks to Mom, hey, I'm going to pick up Venna, and Mom tells her about Lewis, and of course he makes this, this U-turn, because this is kind of an important, not plot, but important part of how they know what's going on later. 
he gets pulled over for illegal U-turn and having a bad taillight. A broken taillight. Broken taillight, yeah. So. Yeah. So, they pull off at, like, a little gas station, the boys do, before they go and pick up Venna. Mm-hmm. And Fuller, like the jokester that he is, decides to install a CB radio in this... What what, what kind of car was it? Oh, God. It's some kind of Ford. I'm not even sure. That's what, what I'm saying. It kind of... It, what year it was? It was kind of like... It's kind of like the flat-looking ones. Mm-hmm. I don't know. The only thing I could think of is... It may not have been a Ford. I don't even, I don't even know what it was. I don't was. know, but it, it looks like um, Chilip O'Hare's car, but in yellow. <laughs> That's yes. the only way I can kind of... For all our preacher fans out there, you yes. know what I'm talking about. <laughs> all right. So, but yeah, it's just kind of like a like a flat car, but Fuller's like, oh, let me get a CB radio in here. Because apparently the regular radio is boring. Well, that's that's the way they commute. That's what he said. That's like that. That's how they commute. That's the internet for the highway is what he said. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah, well, so then um, Fuller is basically the only one talking on the CB radio, talking to other truckers, trying to figure out if there's cops nearby. The car was a 1970 model Oldsmobile Cutlass Supreme. Okay. You're welcome. I'm not a car person, so I have no idea what that is. <laughs> I am not a car person. Okay, but, I'm just telling you what it was. Yeah. I looked it up. There you go. Got yeah, information. so, but uh, Fuller and Lewis are trucking on down the road, and... And Fuller's messing on the CB radio, just basically asking truckers if there's any cops nearby, and just so he could be like, okay, Lewis, yeah, you can just totally just foot on the throttle the whole yes. way for yeah. like 40 miles or something like that. Yeah. Well, then Fuller gets bored, and Fuller, and that's one thing I didn't mention at the top. Fuller is the most annoying thing mm-hmm. ever. Like, he, you could tell he's just like, he's like one of those troublemaker kids in school that just want the attention all the time. Well, and you they- kind of get that impression that that Lewis, of course, now Lewis is Lewis is going to University of California, mm-hmm. and he's got his whole life thing going and all this good stuff. And then you got Fuller, so you have this kind of you sort of have this impression where Fuller's probably still acting out because it sounds like Lewis was the good kid, yeah, and Fuller was never good enough, yeah. That's kind of what it looks like to me, but yeah, I mean, I mean, I get that too because like throughout the movie, like I like we were talking about earlier about how. Like Fuller has a has a bad relationship with their dad, yeah. And the only one he really talks to is their mom. Yes. And so yeah, you can you can really see that how Fuller can see like he's not enough in the eyes of his parents, so he's obviously still going to act out. Exactly. All right. So, but Fuller, being the little shit that he is, um, convinces Lewis to play a prank on the truckers on the CB radio. Yes. And so, Lewis grabs the the. Um, CB. CB, thank you. Yeah. And he's like, he's like, what? Hey there, black sheep. Oh, by the way, Fuller's. Yeah, they're going. They're in the sheep. same car, but they're talking on the same radio back and forth. But they're acting like they're yeah two different vehicles meeting up later. So yes. Yeah. yeah. And then, so, so Lewis grabs the mic. He's like, Hey there, black sheep. This is Candy Cane. Keep that in mind for later. Candy Cane. <laughs> yeah. So this is like this is this is fishing. Before the internet is what yeah. this is. Yeah. <laughs> fishing with a pH. That's what. That's exactly what this yes. is. This is fishing. So he he knows that if he leaves this woman out there, her voice out there, and says, "Okay, I'll see you later," he knows one of these creepy truck drivers is going to hit up hit her up. And one does. Hey, it worked. Look at that. See, hey. he's a smart guy. Well, maybe not. Well, yeah. So then. Uh, Lewis and Fuller are talking back and forth on the radio, and then they hear a voice say, Candy Cane. Candy Cane. That was Candy Cane. Come back. I can't even do his voice. His voice is amazing. 
Yeah. And then, so Lewis takes a mic and does his little girl voice, because, you know, he's being Katie Kane. Mm-hmm. And so he's flirting with this guy, and the guy's name is Rusty Nail. Yes. Not creepy at all? No, not at all. Not creepy at all. No. Uh, and so then they are just driving down the road. They, Lewis is talking to Candy Cane, or no, Lewis is talking as Candy Cane to Rusty Nail back yeah. and forth, back and forth, basically basically having phone sex over a CB radio. <laughs> and then they just kind of drop. Then I take off your bra, you said. Yeah. <laughs> That's so great. <laughs> and, then, and then they just kind of drop it, and then they pull off to a hotel for the night. Well, I think they lose signal, because oh, that yeah, happens a lot with they CBs. If you get too far signal. away, yeah, you yeah. can't pick them up. They so. lost signal. So then they pull into a motel for the night. And just to show you how much a little shit Fuller is... He parks in the handicapped spot. Hey, the dogs, dogs are here, by the way. Dogs made appearance, hooray. Hey, gonna be a good um, podcast. Yeah. So, Fuller par- parks into the handicapped spot at the hotel. And then Lewis is like, the fuck are you doing? Park in a different spot. And then Fuller's like, yeah, there's plenty of other spots. And Lewis is like, exactly. And then Fuller gets out of the car with like a limp. Yeah, he goes, don't worry, I'm going to gimp. Yeah. Yeah, and, and he, he, he starts walking in. Yes. Well, then, whenever he walks into the lobby, you see this racist motherfucker. I don't even remember his name. Uh, I just call him douchebag. I cannot remember what his name is. I call him douchebag. Yeah, but he's being a, he's being a real... Di- and you've seen these people a hundred times. He's being a real dick to the desk clerk. And, guy and has, like, he said, I haven't slept in two days. I don't want to talk to the brown guy. I want to talk to the white manager. The guy that speaks English as his first language. Yeah. And then Fuller... Like Fuller, he just goes around and goes, Hi, it's like a room for the night. And the douchebag's like, like, I'm not finished here, buddy. And then Fuller's like, Oh, sorry, amigo. I just wanted to get the room. Yeah. I was like, Oh, that'd be me in that situation. Just just kinda kinda twist the knob a little bit. Just yeah. just twist it, just twist it. And so then one thing to note is that the douchebag kinda pushes Fuller. Yeah, he bumps him on the way out. He's yeah. kind of being the dick. Yeah. Kind of. He's a big dude. He's an old guy, but he's a big dude. Yeah. So. And so Fuller gets in the car, and he's like, he's like, did you did you see that? Like, talk to Lewis. But Lewis is listening to the CB, and he just hears, Candy Cane. Yeah. That's happening while, um, while Fuller's in the, in the lobby. He, yeah, he's, he's like, he, the guy's obviously riding up and down the road looking for this Candy Cane, basically. Yeah. And so uh, Fuller gets the bright idea. To have Lewis get back on his candy cane and tell Rusty Nail to meet them at the hotel they're at in room 17 with pink champagne. Yep. Except Lewis and Fuller aren't in room 17. No, no, no. It's the douchebag. Yes. So they're trying just to piss everyone off. Yeah, they're in the room next door, basically. Yeah, they're in room 18. Yes. Douchebag's in room 17. Yep. So then they finally get into their rooms, they settle down, Fuller's sitting over there just talking, you know, blah, 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 and Lewis hears a truck stop outside their window. Mm-hmm. Well, then he's like, hey, shh, 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 and so they turn off the TV and they put their heads against the wall, and they hear, like, a shouting match almost, and then they just hear, like, thud, 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 and it's like, and then, and then Lewis is like, Oh shit! So they call the they call the front desk. They're like, "Hey, yeah, there's no, something well, happening in room 17." It's, it's funny because Lewis runs over to call call the desk, and Fuller goes, "What are you doing? Calling mom?" <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "That's a that's an older brother right there." Yeah, that's what you call mom? Yeah. But yeah, so but they they call call the front desk. 
And then it goes quiet. Yes. Everything gets settled. Yep. Well. Well. So, Paul, I mean, Lewis. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Lewis is, he's getting ready the next morning. He's in the bathroom. He's just taking a shower. He's drying off his face. And he hears Fuller talking to someone outside their hotel room. So, he goes out. And he sees Fuller talking to some cops. Yes. And then Fuller's like, oh, I have no idea what happened. I have no idea what happened. Blah, 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 blah. And so then the... What, what was it that the cops said? He was like, oh, I'm sure a, a visual will want to change your mind. Yeah, it was it was something along the lines that the, the cop knew they were up to something. Yeah. And he was like, well, maybe maybe if you saw what happened, it'll um, it'll... It'll help you remember. So the boys thinking yeah. that, oh, shit, this truck driver's got fucked up. They go to the hospital... And they see the douchebag um, missing a jaw. Yeah, there's no <laughs> and I, I like there's two scenes here that I like. The one scene is when their their ears are against the wall, and the camera is zooming in close on the painting that's between them, and you can kind of hear what's going on in that room. Yeah, that's really cool. And the other scene I like is when they're walking up to this walking guy, in, in and the, the hotel, glass, and you can hospital? see you can see the reflection of the guy a little bit, and Fuller's face is like, oh my god, what am I looking at? And it just is as. Um, Lewis gets closer. He's wearing a darker shirt, and you can really see the guy. You're like, oh, and then it pans over to it. And then it pans over, and the guy's damn jaw is gone. You're like, what in the hell happened? Yeah, yeah. So then uh, they they go back to the police station. They tell they tell the cops everything that they know. The cops give him a nice slap on the wrist, which is, I mean, it's not really their fault though. Well, it kind of is, but the way that, but way the way that that sheriff he drops his caseload on the desk and he tells him he's like, you know, this is the pile of shit I got to deal with, and now I got you two assholes doing this. He said, he's very, he said, there's something I could charge you with, I would. He said, but we're going to do this old western style. You have till the end of the day to get out of Wyoming. (laughs) I was like, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Honestly, though, they didn't really do anything. It wasn't it wasn't their fault that that uh, Rusty Nail went ape shit on douchebag's ass. Yeah, true. All right. Um. So let's see where we at. Okay. So they're back on the road. They're driving, and then they hear again on their CB candy cane, candy cane. So then they decide to finally let him in on the joke. Yes. Lewis trying to be kind of nicer about it, being like. It's me. I'm a guy. It was a joke. Why yeah. did you do that? Like, holy shit! And Fuller's being a jackass with the with the CB, being like, "Yeah, fuck you, motherfucker!" Blah 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 blah. Yeah. And then Rusty Nail just says, "You know, you might want to get that fixed." And Fuller's like, "What are you talking about?" And he just says, "Your tail light." And it's like, oh shit. Oh shit. He's right behind us! And what's cool is it's dark out, so all you can see are headlights. You don't know who's what or who's who behind you. And it's like, oh shit. We yeah. have just messed up. Yeah. Yeah. So they they drive to a nearby gas station and try to call the sheriff of the town that they were at. Be like, yo, here's your guy. He's right here yeah. behind us. And so then they, uh, Lewis goes in the gas station, pays for some gas, and tries to make the call. Fuller's outside pumping gas. Fuller's like, he sees a truck go by, they're like, oh shit, we gotta go, we gotta go. And so then him and Lewis kind of jump in, and they see a truck driving behind him. And they're like, oh shit. Well, the guy well, the guy is, so the guy gets out of his truck, first of all, and he's thumping on his tires with his baseball bat. Gunk, 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 gunk. And so they all panic, and they run out, and this guy comes out of the, the gas station like he's running after him. Yeah. They take off, and he gets in his truck, and then jumps in behind him. Yeah. And that's where you're at. Yes. So. So then they, they drive, they avoid the interstate where they could easily be lost. Yeah, no, let's go on <laughs> they, a dirt... Let's go on a dirt road yeah, where there's dirt, no we, lights. And we have no idea where we're going. Yes, yeah. let's do that. 
So then they get, like, penned up in, like, this little fenced-in area. They're like, oh, shit, we're trapped. And then I, the truck driver behind him gets out of the car, and he just yells, Lewis! And Floor's like, oh, fuck, he knows your name! He knows your name! <laughs> they are so panic-stricken. I love it. And then the poor guy just knocks on the window. He goes, you left your card. <laughs> yeah, he's like, you, you left your credit card. He's like, oh, shit. So the, the poor guy... The, this poor ice truck driver it's not rusty nail yeah. but he he was just he's trying, a nice guy he's, he's very self deprecating he's talking about he's like man you scared the shit out of us he goes what's up my mustache my old lady hates it or whatever he says something like that I'm like that's pretty yeah. good so then the boys they get out of their car in order to like watch him back up make sure he's okay gets back to the road safely oh yeah he gets fine yeah so they're talking to each other like that motherfucking Fu Manchu like, <laughs> you son of a bitch <laughs> like get, getting mad at the poor guy you with your Chad Reese mustache <laughs> no one else will get that reference <laughs> only, only we'll get that reference <laughs> it, it is it does <laughs> He looks like he looks like uh, Pedro from the south of the border of uh, billboards. <laughs> and there she goes. Good night, folks. I'm good. I'm good. Okay. So, but the the guy, the ice truck driver, is backing up. Fuller and Lewis are waving at him, make sure he's okay. And he gets about uh, a ninety degree turn going in a three point turn. His first point is getting hit. Yep. And then Rusty Nail with his truck decides to go through the ice truck. <laughs> and the scariest damn truck you'll ever... I mean, it is, if you see like a long, big, black, like Peterbilt truck, you're like, whoa, fuck. Yeah. Yeah. So then they hop in their car, they drive down this little dirt road, and they get... They sideswipe a tree, and they get stuck. Yes. Well, Rusty Nail's on their ass, and he gets them at an angle where he's revving his engine and... He's pinned up against the tree. Basically crushing their cars. When yeah. There, yeah. And then Fuller is on the mic, like, talking to me, like, why are you doing this? We're sorry, we're sorry, we're sorry, we're sorry, because that's all, that's all Rusty Nail wanted was an apology. And he was like, his, <laughs> Rusty Nail goes, sorry for what? And Fuller's like, it was just a joke, man. I, we were just joking around, man. And Rusty Nail goes, huh. Well, I was just joking with you, man. And backs up and drives <laughs> like away. He sounded like Tommy Chong from Chicha. Well, I was just joking with you, man. That's what yeah. he says it. I was like, wow. There you go. Yeah. So yeah. then they then they drive. He drives away. The boys finally get their car and stuck, and they drive away. Next morning, they finally get Venna. Yes. <laughs> and that's where we meet Venna and her future roommate Charlotte. Yes. Poor Charlotte. It goes through all this shit. Poor Charlotte. Yeah, Charlotte had nothing to do with it. She's she like, I'm just, going, to do with I'm just going to San Antonio. That's all I'm doing. Yeah. Just go check out a Spurs game, maybe. I don't know. Something like that. You know, go see the Alamo. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so they pick up Venna, and they drive and drive and drive. They go to a hotel in, like somewhere in Colorado. They go to a hotel which has a bar with it. Venna gets catcalled by these guys. <laughs> that was funny. And then uh, full uh, the way Fuller gets the way Fuller Lewis gets, goes up and is like, "Hey, are you okay?" Like trying to be nice to Venna. And all these guys that were catcalling her be like, "Is this your bitch? Is this your bitch?" <laughs> and then Fuller comes out and he goes, "Bitch, what are you doing?" Like saying, "He's so funny." He goes all redneck. He's like, "Bitch, I told you to keep your bitch mouth shut. Get on over here, man." <laughs> and he looks like I goes, "Thank you, brother, man. You can't keep these bitches straight or whatever." He says something like that. And then grabs by the arm and just like drags her out. And Lewis is just standing there like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> he's like, "What is going on here?" <laughs> so, but uh. 
Lewis finally gets back to their hotel room and falls asleep because he's had a little bunch of drink. Yep. Fuller's still awake and is like, hey man, if, if you don't want anything to do with Venna, just... What just, a dick. Just, that is such a just, dick move. Just let me know. Just tell me now. Just and his brother's passed out. It's like, dude, you know he's not going to answer. Yeah, so then... Then Fuller goes back over to Venna's hotel room and sits there with her, pour- making them drinks and stuff like that. And Lewis is still in the ho- in their room asleep. Yes. Well, then he hears the phone ring. He hears it again. Fuller, answer the phone. Ring, 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 ring. Lewis finally answers the phone. Hello. I thought you said there was no girl. He sits up. Oh, shit. He's like, what? Yeah. yeah. So Rusty Nail followed them again. Yes. And now they've seen him with Venna. And, yeah, and that's that's his candy cane. Yep. That's and his now, candy now cane. now he's got a candy cane. Yep. So then they all... Lewis goes to Venna's hotel room and gets him out of there, makes him run, you know, and then they're driving down the road, and Fuller's driving, and he sees... On street signs, pan that look in neat. the trunk. That Lewis. was really neat. Yes, that was cool how he did that look in the trunk, Lewis. Is it? And he's yeah. trying to tell his brother. He's like Fuller's. Like it's a message for us. Well, how do you know? And he points at his names on the damn signs. Like, yeah, oh, yeah. Shit. So they open the trunk and it's their CB radio that was in their car. <laughs> yep, yeah, they had thrown out in the road. Yeah. So <sighs> thoughts so far in the movie. <laughs> Well, it's good. I, I like Suspense. it. Suspense. Yeah, I like. See, uh, what I liked about it was that. It, so it started off, and then the whole uh, "I was joking with you, man," and backs off, and it kind of gives you that break, and it's sort of like a second act almost, where this yeah. part where Venna gets involved and Charlie gets involved, and so now it's this whole new thing now, where it's like this guy is still stalking us. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's not a joke, and now he sees a woman. Now he's like, oh shit. I'm going to take this further, and it's like, oh, it's like, damn. It's like, because the whole thing behind it is that Rusty Nail wants these two jackasses to feel as embarrassed as he did yes. walking in with his pink champagne. Yes, exactly. So, but they, they hook back up their radio, and they say, like, we're just going to listen, see if there's anything that he needs to tell us. Mm. By this time, they fill Venna in and be like, listen, we pulled this prank on this guy, and he took and he's taken it way too far. Yes. And so they're listening to the radio, or they're listening to, yeah, to the CB radio, and Rusty Nail's just talking all the shit, talk, and then he starts talking to Venna. Mm-hmm. And yes. then he's, and then you start hearing screams, and Venna goes, "Oh my God, that's Charlotte." Yes. Like I said, poor Charlotte had nothing mm-hmm. to do with anything. No, nothing. She just got, she just got picked up in this. <laughs> she got picked up and kidnapped. Yes. So, so, but so Rusty Nail then tells them, "Hey, go to this one truck stop. I'll meet you there in the morning, and I'll give you instructions on what you gotta do to get Charlotte back." Yes. So he instructs Fuller Lewis to go into this truck stop in the morning, butt-ass naked, and I mean butt-ass naked. Oh, yeah. You, you see yeah. some Walker and Zahn cheeks, man. Yeah, you do. You see Walker and Zahn asses. Yeah. Yes, you do. They have to walk in, go to the diner counter, order six cheeseburgers each, Yeah. <laughs> and Venna has to wait in the car. Yes. Well, then, Rusty Nail and Venna are talking back and forth. Venna's... Like honestly, sympathizing with the guy, being like, I, I don't understand why people do the things they do. They don't understand yeah. why certain things happen, and like, like people take things too far and stuff like that. And so then she honks the horn, and the naked asses run out and get back in the car. Yes. So then they go to a cornfield where Rusty Nail told Venna to meet them at in a unknown scene in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. No, I was saying like Again. it was not it wasn't said at all. I was <laughs> Well, it's because you go back in with them and you yeah. get the manager there saying, "All right, guys, I'm a little kind of frank or, or frat or 
frat prank this is, but we need to get you out of here. Gotta, and then she starts honking. And it's like, oh, crap. Well, he's told me off screen that we need to go out to this cornfield. Yeah, so they go out to the cornfield, and they're told to get out of the car. Yes. And they're out of the car. They see the truck coming up to him, hauling ass, and he ain't slowing down. Nope. <laughs> he was about to run these bitches over. <laughs> and they go break off in the cornfield. Yeah, they break off in the cornfield, and Rusty Nail then kidnaps Venna. Yeah. Yeah, so what was neat about this is that I liked that it was... You could kind of tell what he was doing when you kind of watch it. He's kind of trying to get him divided up because he yeah. wants to get Venna. That's what he's trying. That's that's his end game, and that's what he does. He basically, yeah. when he gets Fuller, so Fuller goes off on his own, and he doesn't even worry about Fuller anymore. He's gone. He's just following the two, following Lewis and Venna, and then once he sees them divide up, he knows, okay, I got her. Yeah. And he sure enough gets her. Yeah. So then, Rusty Neal goes to a hotel that's nearby, which apparently this one little, uh, like, area has like 15 hotels <laughs> well one truck stuff had like because they had to go to like four or five different places yeah so yeah i was like damn how many hotels are in this five yeah. mile vicinity i don't know but before that he tells them so he they they're so the car's on fire so he lights the car on fire as he leaves oh yeah i forgot about that and he radios to them like you know come to the next town whatever the town's name is Room 17, and if you can manage it, can you bring me some pink champagne? I was waiting on the room 17 part and pink champagne. That's my favorite. Well, that's what he says it on the radio. Then the car blows up. Then they have to walk seven miles to the next town. Actually, no, they steal a truck. I'm sorry. They steal a truck, man. Yeah, okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. This is your this is your pod. I'm yeah. Sorry. Anyway. So, Rusty Nail, <laughs> Rusty Nail tells the boys. Hello, governor. Go to the next town over. Hotel room 17, and if you're able to bring pink champagne, car blows up, you already said all this, blah, 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 steal a truck. You're a deja vu. Didn't you just say that? I think so. Okay. So so then uh, there's this little, like, cut sequence where it's, they're in the next town over, and they're going to all these different hotels. Yes. And they're banging on the room 17 doors. Meanwhile, Rusty Nail is listening to, like, smooth jazz no, I think it's uh, Patsy Cline, I think, so he listened. Well, I, I didn't know what he was listening to. Yeah, it's, 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 no, it's like, old country. It's, yeah, it's, like it's, it's Patsy Cline, I think. Yeah. So, but he's he's tying up Venna with saran wrap in the chair, yep. nailing the chair down to the floor, has her arms behind her back, saran wraps her mouth, uh, puts a gun in the drawer right in front of her, and shotgun. Cocked and loaded, ready to go, pointing right barrel directly at her face. Uh, then takes some saran wrap, wraps it around the trigger, wraps around the doorknob, and wraps it around the hinge. Yep. So when the door opens, so basically if the door opens, door opens, Venna getting shot. It's like it's like a hockey match, or it's like a hockey game. Okay. There's gonna be a face off. That <laughs> <laughs> is like face up. It's, it's like a Nick Cage movie. It's gonna be face off. Face up. You took my face, face off, off and face off. off. Uh, yeah. So, but it, that scene is honestly my favorite because it's them trying to find the hotel that they're at. Yeah, it's pretty neat. That's cool. And it's just them banging on all these rooms, and it's mm. like it's like, oh my god, are they get get the one? And they finally find the last hotel in this five mile vicinity. Yes. <laughs> and they go and they bang on room seventeen, and they don't hear an answer. And then they slowly tore, tear, turn the doorknob. This is my favorite part of the movie. This is so intense where they're opening turn the door. The doorknob, yes. Open and they the door. keep going to Venice face and her door and then their door, and then Venice face, and you're like, oh, fuck. Yeah. 
So turn the doorknob, open the door, and there's no one in 17. Nope. So then Rusty Nail calls them from the room next door, room 18. Yes. And he, Rusty Nail has his head up on the wall just like the boys did mm. that first night whenever they had their little encounter. Yep. So then Lewis automatically understands what's going on. He's like, he's in room 18 because mm. we were in room 18. Yeah, well, Rusty Nail says, don't you just like to pretend that you're in the room next to somebody listening to them or something like that? Yeah. It's like, so wow. then Lewis tells Fuller to go around to the back and just try to peek in and see what's going on in the room. Well, uh, Fuller is not a not a secret agent by any means because he makes the loudest racket trying to get <laughs> back yeah. there. Well, there's all kinds of junk back. I don't know where this this hotel was, but yeah. But it's 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 like it's, so it, pipes and spears yeah. and all kinds of stuff were back there. Yeah. I think there was a bag full of soda cans. I'm pretty sure. In the back. There might have been a bag of cans. I think there was. There, you know what? Fuller should have just been canned. He should have. Yeah. So, but. Fuller gets finally up to eye line with the window. Rusty Nail sees him, grabs him, and yanks him through the window. Holds his hand over Fuller's mouth. That way Fuller can't yell at Lewis to not open the door. Mm. And he says, watch this. This is going to be hilarious. Just yeah. nailing it I, I in like how on the, guy, the I like how he whispered it because obviously he can't do uh, Ted Levine's voice. But he whispered it enough to where you could play it off. You're like, okay, all right, that's, yes. that's not bad. Yeah. But Lewis hears the crash from next door, goes and tries to open the door. Fuller is trying to fight Rusty Nail, trying to get off. Ven is sitting over there just moaning. <laughs> it's, that's what she's doing the entire time. What else could she do? <laughs> I don't know. Bite the saran wrap, man. Bite okay. it. All right, yeah, sure. So... But Fuller finally breaks off, pushes himself back against the fence that's behind him, hits the ground, just yells, Don't open the door! Don't open the door! Don't open the door! Right when Lewis is about to open the door. Yeah. That is my favorite that, scene that was, that was very in intense. the entire movie. And in the meantime, uh, Fuller also impaled his leg with a piece of pipe yeah. at the same time. So Yeah. And yeah, so that's really cool. Yeah. yeah, that is just my favorite scene in the entire movie because it's, like you said, it's the suspense of watching Lewis open well, the door. It's because you just went you through see... it once with the do the first door, and then now it's, it's like, oh shit, here it is, oh shit. And then you see, and then you see Venice face like, oh god, oh god, oh god. Yeah. Then you see Fuller fighting Rusty trying to get off him. He finally pushes back, and it's that guttural scream of, don't open the door. Yes. And it's like, oh my god. I can't take it again. <laughs> but we're going to have to take it a third time. So, yep. so, but Fuller gets impaled in the leg. Ow. 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 He gets impaled in the leg. Ow. Yeah, ow. Ow. Why was saying ow? <laughs> I was just saying ow. Oh, ow. So, but then Fuller and his That could not be sterile, by the way. He's going to have a nasty infection. This is science time with Matthew. <laughs> don't, don't try to steal time. my bit. Don't try to steal my bit. You just made my nose run by doing that. Although it was copper, and <laughs> copper tends to not be as uh, it tends to be a more sterile metal than uh, most of copper, it was most, silver, most you of your dog. other metals in the uh, spectrum of the periodic uh, table. Oh, oh, Thank you. Okay, so Fuller and his adrenaline is halfway having that pipe out of his leg, and then Rusty Nail climbs out the window, just slowly pushes him back down on it. And he's then, a big old boy, too. He's, he's got to be 350. He's a yeah. big boy, too. You're like, damn. So then, Lewis is... He's running around the building trying to find Fuller because yes. he's hearing Fuller screaming in pain. 
And so then he's looking around in this little back alley in the back side of the hotel. And he's looking around and he sees a shirt on the back side of the fence. So he crawls out, goes around the fence, and he sees Fuller up on the fence like a little scarecrow. Yes. <laughs> and so he's trying to lift Fuller down. Well, it turns out Rusty Nail had <laughs> bent the pipe. Had bent the pipe in order for him not to. Yeah, he can't get off. He can't. Yeah. He can't. Well, he can. He can get off the fence, but just not. Can't get off the pipe. He just can't get yeah. off the pipe. He's, well, he's, that happens a lot of times. When you get on the pipe, a lot of times, um, it takes rehab usually to get. <laughs> oh wait, this is a different pipe. <laughs> so, but in the meantime, the cops show up because while well, I forgot to say, while Rusty Nail was tying up Vanna, Rusty Nail calls the cops. He goes, "Hello, officer. I'd like to report some bodies." Yeah, there we go. I want to report some dead bodies. And it's like, and okay, where are up. you at? Yeah. Click. And so then... That's who they should have to do Rusty Nail's voice. Not you, Meg. He was dead. No, oh, I know, but they could have at least dubbed him in. I want to report some dead bodies. <laughs> Candy cane. Yeah. I'm done. Go ahead. Okay, so... But the cops show up. They find that the, the owner of the hotel is dead in the lobby. They're... And it's that same sequence of the cops banging on all these doors, getting all the people out, going to the next door. Whoever doesn't open that door, they're going through that door no matter what. Yes. They're not stopping for anybody. So then uh, Fuller, well, Lewis gets Fuller down finally. Uh, they get they get that situated and Lewis gets back into the hotel room right whenever the cops are at room 18. And so the cops are like turning, turning the doorknob slowly. Mm. Lewis is trying to get her chair to move because it's nailed to the floor. And then right whenever they open the door and that gunshot goes off, Lewis just tackles Vanna to the floor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he goes uh, full Paul Walker from Varsity Blues. <laughs> he goes yeah. back into it. Boom! Whoa. Puts her on the ground! Yeah. yeah. And so then the cops come in. They're like, freeze! Let me see your hands! Let me see your hands! And Lewis like, uh, I gotta go! My brother! Uh, my brother back there! And so he just runs. <laughs> they don't fire a shot at him. He just runs away. And I'm not... Uh, I love my police brethren when I make this joke. Please don't take it personally I, I heard this joke it's funny <laughs> it's a good thing he's white that's all I'm gonna say <laughs> if he is brown black anything else they they just shot him a hundred times yeah so so but Lewis runs back out and he did you see how he jumped out the window he was like, yeah, he's like <laughs> so he jumps out the window and he's trying to get Fuller off his pipe and then all these cops are following him out there and they still have their guns pointed at these two guys and they're like the truck yeah he's like the shoot the truck, truck shoot the truck the truck because the truck is like going full speed ahead at these guys and they're like the truck the truck so they finally like like unload on the truck driver and the truck driver goes through the fence and through the hotel room yes so then the cops are on the other side they open up the door and they see a guy fall with a specific watch on yes everything goes well they get charlotte out yeah, they find charlotte e alive e yes. ems is checking him out and lewis asks do you know who the guy was and, and <laughs> the cop says some some ice truck driver from Colorado. Yeah, and they're like, they're like, what? What? So turns out Rusty Nail didn't kill Fu Manchu. He just went back and picked him up and <laughs> threw him in the back with Charlotte. Yes. <laughs> so, but uh, then you hear on their CB radio in the ambulance, it's Rusty Nail talking. 
talking yes. traffic signs and all that. Yeah. And it's like, there's a storm coming. Yeah, I like the rain. It washes everything yep. away. Makes everything clean, I think it is. Yep. Or something like that. It's and like, then, credits. Yes. And I like how it ends because it, it kind of lets them know that, okay, I'm done with you guys. So, it's very cool. Very, very yes. cool. I've never seen the sequels to these movies. I really don't want to because I'm always, I'm always afraid to get disappointed. Um, there, was there a sequel? To the... There's two sequels to this movie. What? I know. Yeah, I don't want to watch them. And they had someone else do the voice. So oh, yeah. No. Taylor Vine didn't do the voice on them. So. Yeah. Yeah, I don't want to see them either. I, I really don't. I, I got, I'll, I'll check one out eventually. I got, I got closure on that. I'm good. Yeah, I'll, I'll check one out eventually, then I'll just be disappointed. God, we went 30 minutes going. Go. Can you tell that was Go. my, my first horror movie ever? Because I just went in-depth on every little thing. Yeah, it's a good movie, though. It's, it's a great it's movie. Great. This might be one of the longer episodes. We apologize. Well, that's why, I mean, uh, uh, we can tell it's J.J. Abrams thing. It's, yeah. It's, just, it's just well done. Very well done. Well, all right. We're ready to get into the next one. Let's do it. Is this wait? Is this our final destination of the evening? <laughs> woo, woo. Okay. <laughs> All aboard the pain train. Woo woo. Yeah. So, <laughs> it's going to pound town. Woo. Shut up, you asshole. I hate you. No, it's going to France. Oh, okay, so, it's going to France. All right. So, final destination. Released in two thousand. Uh, directed by James Wong. Written by James Wong. Uh, Glenn Morgan and Jeffrey Riddick, based on a story by Jeffrey Riddick. Yes, yeah, it was originally um, the plan was the the original plan was this to put it on the X Files. Yeah. To do this as, a, as an X Files uh, type thing, but they made a movie out of it and made a lot of money out of it. So. Well, this because this was the this is the first of the Final Destination film series. What's your favorite? Uh, what's your favorite part? Uh, probably the most recent one. Yes, just okay. because of the way it twists at the end. With, yeah, with the, with, where it's a prequel. It, it, you think going in as a sequel, but yeah, no, 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 it's a prequel. It's a prequel. Yeah, I, that was pretty cool. Yeah. My least favorite one is the one with the race car thing. I, I, just, I don't like. Yeah, I, I didn't like that one. I didn't like it. At yeah, all. I, I, I tried to watch it again yesterday because they were on television, and I was like, eh, no. Between the most recent one and the one that um was the roller coaster one. Yeah, I like that one. With too. um, what's her face uh, from Scott Pilgrim? Yeah, her. Yeah, that girl. Yeah, yeah, brown hair girl. Yeah, the girl with the ears and the eyes. Yes. Yeah. You know yeah, what yeah, I'm talking about? Yeah. Elizabeth something. Yeah, Hurley. It's not Hurley. Oh, okay. Okay, but yeah. Montgomery. No. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, but it, it, Schwartz. No. Okay. <laughs> Are you done? Smart. <laughs> yes, I'm done. Go ahead. Okay. So, but yeah. <laughs> smart. Elizabeth Smart. That's where she was this whole time. <laughs> Filming Final Destination 2. Final Destination 3, man. 3. 2 four. Is, 2 is the one that had the um the truck, the truck driving scene which gave me my my worst That's irrational right. fear. Uh, That's right. okay. All right. Yeah. All right. So, Final Destination 1 started the film series uh, starring Devin Sawa. 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 I like Devin Sawa. Uh, yeah. Ali Larner, Kerr Smith, um, Sean William Scott. I totally just blanked on his name. I was gonna call him Stifler, but that's not. <laughs> and then our favorite mortician, William Bloodworth, aka. Previous slasher trash champion Candyman. That's right, we got motherfucking Tony Todd in this movie, bitch! Yay, yay! Yeah! <laughs> sorry. I, I didn't know what to do there. I was like, just like yay, yay! <laughs> I'm sorry, Tony Todd. <laughs> God, I was gonna do my, uh, 
was gonna go into my Tom cigar. Sup, D? <laughs> <laughs> All right, runtime ninety eight minutes. Uh, the budget was was around that was actually the same as uh, Joyride with yeah. twenty three million. Yes. But the box office was was one hundred and twelve point nine million. Yes. <laughs> which is. Yeah, I, I I agree with that. I I understand. Well, it's I love because it. it was it was such a um, it was such a unique take on on a horror movie. Yeah. That death is just this entity that's going to get you. Because death's design, you can't fuck with death's design. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But yeah, the reason why it was so um, negatively received is because they were saying that it played a lot to the uh, teenage horror that was going on at the time. Yeah. So basically, it was like it was like Scream. I know what you did last summer, and then it was Final Destination. Oh which, yeah, there, there was a whole bunch of which that that, that, that late like '90s, the, the early faculty 2000s. was at. It was mixed in there. There was another. I mean, there was like a bunch of them that just kept coming out. Over, and I, I think that guy uh, Josh Harnett was in like all of the, yeah. or like ninety percent of them. Well, at least someone looked like him. Had, had the bangs, the slow bangs, and and then the uh, the the black um, uh, like um, wife beater. No t-shirt. No, the, the black tight shirt, and the the the. the Overly big necklace that was real tight, they'll get choker. It was all the same, it was all the same, yeah, guy. yeah, it was yeah, all the same, yeah, guy. yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I like to believe that Ski Ulrich was just every single one of those. Oh, he's in, he's in them too, yeah, yeah. <laughs> was Matthew every Lillard, single one of those teenage Lillard, bad boy they're, boyfriends. They're, they're, they're in every single one of them, yeah. So, yeah. Hey, shout out Ski Ulrich, hey, give us a follow on us uh, a follow. you and Matt Lillard, both on, of you on Insta Face. You both are my favorite ghost faces, yes, Shatterbook. All right. All right, let's get the but movie. Yeah, Come on. But yeah, they, the reason why it was received on the movie is because it played to the teenage audience. Which, I mean, at that time, the late 90s and early 2000s had so many teenage horror movies, like like we just said. But yeah. So I, I could see where it kind of ran old, but it, it just gave a fresh take on something that just wasn't seen before. Because like, you had you had your slashers, you had your ghosts, you had your ghouls, you had your, your oogie boogies, you had your, your, you had your bumps in the night and stuff like that. But you never had death itself being... A, a, an antagonist. Truth. So, but yeah, I, I just think it was really cool. All right, let's get into it because you know we're we're almost an hour already. I know. Come on, let's go. Let's, All right. Let's so, um, and in closing, no. and in closing. All right. So first off, we have this uh, class going to France uh, because are, are they in like a French class or something like that? Because one of the teachers is like really fluent in France or in yes. French. So I think it was a French class. But so we have uh, Alex. We have uh, Carter, we have Todd, we have Terry, Miss Luton, um, Billy Hitchcock, Stifler, and then we have Clear Rivers, which is the dumbest name Clear Rivers. in any horror movie I've ever heard of in my life. Yeah, it's pretty Along stupid. with some other students that are on the plane that are uh, red shirts. Yeah, yeah, a bunch of red shirts on this thing. Yeah. So, but they, they all board... Uh, Flight 180, which is one 180, is actually a number that takes place in all the franchises or in the oh, entire really? franchise. I don't know. Just that number is seen a lot. Yeah, Flight 180. So, oh, it's a senior trip, not just okay, not just a Paris thing. So, but before takeoff, Alex has a premonition that the plate will face mechanical error and explode midair. Mm-hmm. Now, leading up to this, before the premonition actually happens, he has all these really bad feelings going on. His mom rips off his tag on his suitcase. You know, that's just like one of those things where he's like, eh, you know, because 
I'm like that too, where it's like, if something happens and it's exactly like this and it's good that happens, I'm going to keep doing it. Yeah. Well, his mom ripped off the tag. Yeah. They're, like, walking around. They see, like, Alex is having, like, these weird things about, like, all these flights getting canceled and stuff like that. Mm. And then him and Todd decide to take a bro dump together in the bathroom. And then they hear. I have never taken a bro dump, by the way. I don't. I don't do that. I don't. Ne- I never have, and I never will. It's the dumbest damn thing I've ever heard about. Bro life. dump. Yeah, bro dump. It's like no bro dumps. No, it's it's like it's it's called a potty posse. Is what we used to call it back in the day when all the girls would get together at the bar. Let's all go to the girls. Let's go powder our noses, and they don't. We don't. Go we don't what guys do you think don't, girls do guys, in bathrooms guys together? Don't do that. What do you think girls you do? You and your friends together? in my own house. What do you think we have like tickle wars and go, pillow fights? I don't fights? know what you're doing in that bathroom, but it's weird. It's, I'm it's just, a potty posse. No, we just sit there and talk shit about the people that are that are out at the table. Right. So, but whenever they're taking their bro dump, uh, John Denver's Rocky Mountain High plays, and John Denver, God rest his soul, uh, died in a plane crash. Yes, he did. Unfortunately. Colorado, Rocky Mountain High. Colorado. <laughs> John Denver is one of my favorites. I love John Denver. Yes. John Denver's great. Rest in peace. We love you. So, but uh, Alex gets on the plane. He has this premonition of everyone dying <laughs> from explosions. Yes. And people get, like, ripped out of the plane and stuff like that. And then whenever he finally comes back, too, he's like, oh shit, this is gonna happen. And he wigs out on the plane and, and Carter, being the bully that he is, starts beating the shit out of Alex. And so they <laughs> escort, like, all the kids that I just named off the plane. Everyone else stays on the plane. And so well, that's then... What, that's what red shirts do. Yeah. So then they go out, they get back in the terminal, and they're trying to calm Alex down, be like, there's nothing happening with the plane, there's nothing wrong with the plane. And then the plane takes off, and Stifler is standing next to the window. <laughs> and, and Stifler, he will forever be Stifler. I don't care yeah. what you say, but he's yeah, he'll forever yeah. be Stifler. So Stifler's standing at the window, and he's you hear him go, "Oh shit!" And you see the plane in the back. That's one of my favorite scenes. Yeah, the plane deep. in the background just explodes and it blows the glass out of the windows in the airport. Yes. So, but yeah, I just think that's really cool. It so is. no one else. Except for Clear Rivers, <laughs> believes Alex. Whenever Alex is like, "Dude, I didn't tamper with the plane. It was just something that happened." <laughs> well, I mean, uh, uh, he's freaking out that the plane's gonna explode. Plane's gonna explode, and then he gets off, and then the plane explodes. You're like, "All right, you fucking did something." Yeah. Yeah. So then, uh, the survivors are all interrogated by uh, Wine and Shrek, two FBI agents, and they're both suspicious of Alex because he was the one, based on everyone's knowledge of it, that he was the one that waked up for. The plane took off. What'd you say his name? Wine. And what was the other guy's name? Shrek. Donkey! Okay, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> go ahead, I'm sorry. <laughs> so then, um, all the students, uh, about a month later, they go to this big memorial that was set for all the people that died in the plane crash. And Todd and Alex, they're best friends and their relationship is strained because... Todd's dad was kind of wigged out about Alex saying, you know, the plane's going to explode. And so they have been allowed to hang out, which, I mean, they're seniors in high school. I don't see why they need permission to hang out with their friends, but, you know, it's fine. So, but later that night, Todd is in his bathroom. He's shaving his face, shaving his face. He plugs in his, um, 
his radio. I don't know why, my brain just flubbed. Plugs in his radio, and you'd hear, Rocky Mountain High, Colorado. And so then he turns it off immediately. He's like, what the fuck? And then, meanwhile, all this is happening. There's, like, some water that's pooling on the floor from the toilet. And there's wind blowing in the window and stuff like that. And so Todd's, he turns around, and they have a a clothesline in their shower. <laughs> For some reason. They clothesline in their shower. He's taking off all the clothes. He takes off all the clothes. And he steps back with all these folded clothes. Slips, falls, and the line whips around his neck, hangs him, kills him. Yes. And then everyone's like, oh, it's a suicide. He was too grief-stricken. Grief blah, 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 mm. blah. But Alex is like, why would he kill himself after he just said he wants to make plans with me here in a few weeks? Hmm. 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 Something... Maybe I killed him. Hmm. Maybe... So then, uh, his death's rule is suicide, and then Alex and Claire decide, hey, let's take a trip down to the coroner's office. <laughs> let's all go to the corner. Let's all go to the corner. Let's all go to the corner and grab ourselves a cold one. <laughs> a different kind of cold one. <laughs> <laughs> so, but they go, they go um, into the mortuary office, and they see... Todd's body with some poles sticking at him. Because, you know, you gotta drain them fluids, man. Yeah, man, you gotta get them out of there. Gotta get them out of there. Get them fluids out. And then, uh, my bro, my bestie. William Bloodworth. I love William that name. William Bloodworth. I love that the most, name. How is it that this movie has one of the most badass horror movie names I've heard of all time with William Bloodworth yeah. and one of the worst with Clear Rivers? Yeah, that's, that's so. That's, 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 that's some hippie parents right there. That's, that's, that's like naming your child Flower. Flower. Yeah. But yeah, so William Bloodworth, uh, he kind of comes in, and he's like, he's not even like wigged out by Alex and Clear being there, because he understands that you don't fuck with Death's design. Well, he's Candyman. He knows what the fuck's going on. Yeah, he's like, he's like, nah, you don't, mm-mm. He's like, you don't mess with Death's plan. Mm-mm. Look at this hook on my arm. Look at this hook. That's it, you want to see some bees? Look at the bees. <laughs> so, but he's, he's telling him about how Death has a, a specific design, and if you cheat Death, Death tends to get pissed off. Um, and then he's also, like, meanwhile, pull, trying to pull out the tubes in Todd's shoulder, which also is wigging them out, because it's mm. Alex's best friend, and then clears uh, Pierre from school and be like, what the fuck? And so then Alex and Clear are like, all right, we're going to head out. And Tony Todd says the best line in the movie, and he, look, he goes, hey, Alex, I'll see you soon. Yep. Like, <laughs> like, damn, so much you gotta say that to me. It's like, it's wow, I love you. I love you so much. So, but then Alice and Claire they go they go to a coffee shop where Carter, you dick, comes out. By the way, if I'm saying that a lot, Stifler said that like five times to Carter while they were trying to get into the airport. Yeah, you dick Carter. No, it's Carter, you dick. Yeah, man. <laughs> So, but uh, Alex and Claire are discussing, like, a game plan of, like, what they should do, because obviously people are dying, and then, you know, the rest of the people, you got, you got Stifler, you got Carter, you got Terry, you got, you got uh, Miss Luton, and then Terry's like, enough, enough, because Carter's still trying to beat Alex's ass for some reason. Yeah, he's still, he's still kicking his ass. He's yeah. Blaming him for everything. Yeah. So then Terry's like, she's like, if you can't just drop this, Carter... That just drop dead, and she walks out and gets hit by a bus. <laughs> yep. And you're done. That's so funny. It's so good. It is so good. 
Okay, so Alex, later he's back at his house and he's like, he's like, all right, so first it killed Todd, like the explosions killed Todd, then they killed Terry, and next up it's going to be <gasps> Miss Luton. Yes. Well, Miss Luton is packing and getting the fuck out of town. Right. So, but, because she's also suspicious of Alex. Yeah. Yeah. So she is packing up and she sees that Alex is like peeking around their, her house to make sure that everything's safe for her yeah. to leave. And then she calls the FBI agents on him and they just come pick him up and be like, what are you doing? And so they take him away. Well, then Miss Luton is like looking through all of her stuff and she pulls out her record and she puts it on the record player. And then she hears Rocky Mountain High. He was born in the summer of his 27th year. Going home to a place he'd never been before. Beautiful. Thank you. You want, you want me to sing the whole song? Rocky Mountain High. High Colorado. All right, come on, let's go. Okay. So, but, uh, so <laughs> she's she's wondering around Remember the Remember I made a comment earlier today to you about, uh, about how mine uh, your are podcasts are so much longer than mine? Yeah, well, I go into detail, man. Oh, uh, yeah. All right, so Miss Luton, she, she has a mug and it's... They leaking. all die. The end. It's leaking fluids. <laughs> Mug is leaking fluids. Okay. So then it leaks on the computer. Her computer explodes. Gets shards of glass all up in her. And she's like laying on the floor. And she bumps into the record player. It starts the song over because death didn't time it right. That's right. You gotta, you gotta fix the time with that one. Yeah, death didn't time it right. So, but she has she has a piece of glass in her neck. And she's laying on the floor. And like her stove was on. And it caught fire real quick. And then, like, she's trying to grab a towel on, on her knife rack. Grabs a towel and a knife falls into her chest. And by that time, Alex runs in and sees the place on fire, her mm. laying on the floor, knife in the chest. And he's like, oh, God, let me pull this out of you real quick. Yeah, <laughs> he pulls like, the knife out he's and like, then ah, she dies. I uh, have the knife in my hand now. This is not Yeah, and so yeah. then then he runs out of the house. Stifler is riding around. He's like, hey, Alex, what are you doing? And then the house explodes. Yep. Like, oh, jeez, what happened? What happened? <laughs> Jesus, Stifler. So then uh, the main survivors, they all get together, and they and then Alex is telling them, be like, dude, Carter, you're next, bro. And then Carter's like, I don't die. And he like, he's like driving around. He has his hands up. He's not even steering. Oh. He's like, I don't die. Because he's pulling a Morgan Jones. I don't die. Yep, I don't die. I clear. <laughs> I clear. Ow, I just hit my head. <laughs> That's what you get. So, but he, then, then everyone's like, Carter, stop the car. Stop the car, Carter. Come on, stop the car. Stop the car. Well, he stops on the train tracks. That's and pretty smart. Then yeah. there's a train coming. Yep. Well, and everyone else is like, get out of the car. And so everyone gets out of the car. Except for Carter. Because Death is like, uh-uh, you ain't going nowhere. He locks his seatbelt, locks the door. Yep, can't get out. He can't get out. And then Alex risks his life by pulling Carter out. It snaps the seatbelt. And it destroys Carter's beautiful, beautiful car. Yes, it does. Carter had the best car. It was so nice. 10 out of 10. So, but... So, Carter, his death got got skipped. Yes, he got... He got Taken out of the, uh, he got taken out of the line basically. Is what yeah. It was. Yes. But next up on the list is Billy. And that way, that, that took about ten seconds. Yeah. <laughs> you could tell Death was just tired of him whining because he's, like, he's like, he's like, Carter, you dick, you stopped on the train tracks. Blah 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 blah. Well, a piece of metal that was 
used to be Carter's car, slings up underneath the train and decapitates him. Yeah. <laughs> it's like death's on the train. Oh, I missed him. Oh, wait, there's the other kid. Hang on. Whoop. And he whipped out and just got him. Okay, I got that one. <laughs> yeah, you know whenever your hands are full and you use your hip to close the door? That's exactly what he did. He was like, ah, bang. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, but, uh, yeah, Billy gets de- decapitated. Yep. R.I.P. Billy slash Stifler. Yeah. So then Alex is like, okay, so I saved you, and then he died. He was next in line, and oh my god, this is how we can do it. He was like beautiful, minding that shit. Yeah, he like you see put, all the equations he's going put all together. He had like the 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 tacks on the wall with the yarn going around them. He's like, all right, now if we do this, and we times it by pi, and then we just do this, and I don't have to go see Tony Todd again. That'd be awesome because I really don't want to die. I want to see Tony Todd again. I'd hang out in the in the mortuary. Oh, with Tony Todd, yeah. Grab a couple cold ones. It'd be great. <laughs> There's yeah. a joke again. Look at that. Yeah. Pretty good. All right. So then Alex is like, "Oh shit, I'm next. I'm next." And then Claire is like, "Oh, you can hide out in my cabin." Yeah. Here, here's a cabin where nothing will hurt you. Yeah. And so Alex he fortifies the cabin, and then he's like, he's he looks at his paper again. He's like, "Oh shit, I'm not next. Clear's next, mm-hmm. and Clear is at home." The power line, like there's a big storm coming in. The power lines rip off, rip off, <laughs> rip off the um, what do they call them? Sticks, poles, poles. The sticks, <laughs> the power sticks. The power, they're power sticks. They're sticks. They're sticks in the ground. Yeah, power the, sticks. Yeah. the poles. The light sticks where the lights hang off of them. Yeah. yeah. You know the goalposts, the goal sticks. You know, like. The, <laughs> Sticks. Oh my god. <laughs> wow. You're making fun of me. Leave me alone. So but so power power line comes off the stick and it is like thrashing around the yard like it's like sparks are going. <laughs> it's like what? <laughs> you heard the noise it was making it's like it's like hanging out. Carter, you dick. Um Carter, you dick. And so Claire decides, oh my god, I gotta, I gotta go get my dog out of the rain right now. <laughs> so, Clear Rivers. Clear I'm Rivers. So, I'm, so uh, I'm so sorry. That's the worst name ever. Yeah, so Claire runs outside. She's trying to get her dog off the leash. And then the dog kind of runs away. And then Claire has to, like, full instead of walking back in through the door, she scales her house. <laughs> yeah. Like, hey, you know what? I think I'm going to go in through my own window upstairs. <laughs> yeah. And so she scales her house, and then, like, she's running through the house, and the light bulbs are bursting because the power, because, like, you know, yeah. electronics, I don't know. <laughs> and so then she tries to get in her car, but her garage door is not open because, I mean, you know, it's electric powered, and, you know, yeah. the wires are off the sticks. So, <laughs> so she finally just, like, backs into the garage door, and it pins her in. Mm. And then there's a um, can of kerosene that fell over, and then the sparks um, hit it, and it sets it on fire. And yeah. Alex runs in out of nowhere because he's being pursued by by uh, Wine and Shrek. And, and <laughs> Cause, don't Because Shrek is saying, "Get out of my swamp!" So <laughs> uh, <laughs> I can do one too. Don't worry. There you go. Good job. Uh, so, but Alex is running from Wine and Shrek. He gets finally to clear his house. He's like, don't move! And then he sees that it's on fire. He's like, okay, move! And so then he, he grabs the power cable. Uh, clear gets out of the car as it explodes. 
and then Alex is launched back, and then Wine is giving him CPR. Yes. Six months later, they got back on another fucking plane. <laughs> I'm not yeah. getting on a plane again in my hey, life. I wouldn't even after look at a plane. If a plane flew over my house, I'd move. Yeah. I mean, seriously, there's there's no way. Yeah, no. Yeah, no. Uh, uh-uh, uh, uh, uh. Not a chance. And so then there's they finally made it to Paris. Woo-hoo-hoo-hoo. Yeah, well, because they wanted. They said they were doing this for the the people that didn't make it. Yeah. Who couldn't come. Which is sweet. I'll say that's sweet. Yeah, now let's be honest. They're over here just because they wanted to go to fucking Paris. They nice. wanted to drink yeah, uh, nice. at 18. Yeah. So, but they are, they're sitting there at this restaurant underneath the sign that says Cafe 081. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but they're sitting there and Alice is talking about, okay, so, and then he's like, so with the whole death situation, Claire's like, just stop, just stop. And Carter's like, no one intervened for you. You got resuscitated. No one intervened for you. You are next. And then, then you hear, Colorado, Rocky Mountain High. Yes. But it's some French <laughs> guy French singing guy. it in so, French. Yeah, it's a, Colorado, oh, it's my this face. Sorry, so stupid. <laughs> You're so stupid. Yeah. So, but you hear in French, Colorado, Rocky Mountain High, and so and Alex like, oh fuck! And so he's like running so out. Alex goes into like he goes into like a full mental breakdown thing. Yeah. Like, so he runs out. out he runs out into the street, and a bus swerves to not hit him. Bus hits the sign behind him, and it's this big metal sign that swooshes out, swooshes down, and Carter tackles Alex to get him out of the way. Yeah. Well, then Carter stands up and is like, I told you you were next! And then the sign comes back down, and he's like, and then Carter said something like, well, who's next after you? And the sign swings and back down. And I guess down. we figured it out. Sign swings back down, and the number on the sign says 180. Yep. And it goes to black. Boom! Credits! Yeah. I like that one too. That's good. Enjoyed it. You, um, you enjoyed it? Yeah. Like I said, I, I like the way I like I like the Rube Goldberg ways of death. Uh, I love I, I love the. It's just smarter. I don't. Know, it's it, I don't know. It's it, they could be so like they could just done it like so cut and dry, you know, uh, getting pilled with a pipe or something. But it's it's you have you have a fire going on, and then you've got like this gas leak going on. Then you have electricity going on, and then. And then all of a sudden, the lady falls and hits her head, and a freaking safe falls on her from no, from no from nowhere. It's like yeah, it's just hysterical. I think it's it's pretty neat. Yeah, no. Well, I like I like how in future movies they kind of go like because this first one it, you see like the little objects there, yeah. like all of these are gonna play a part into this person's death. Mm. But in the future movies, it's like it zooms in on just like like a panel of some kind. Yeah. Or like like how it's like the kid at the dentist office and like in like what was it like the second movie. Where it's like, he, like the oxygen goes <laughs> yeah, out. That's probably one of my favorite ones. The that's, oxygen goes out, like, and then like a toy or something that's like hanging overhead yeah. falls to his mouth, and so he's basically like just suffocating on nitrous oxide. And a doctor comes in, turns back on the oxygen, is like, okay, yeah, everything's fine. Kid finishes his root canal or whatever. He walks out, and a window pane falls on him. It falls on him. <laughs> that's so great. I love that. I was like. And now you're dead. Yeah, it's like I, that's what I love about that future movies. That's, that's probably my that favorite one. You see all these little things, and it's like mm, no. Yeah, no, it's over here. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. All right. 
So enjoyed it. Enjoyed, enjoyed it. it. It was a good week. Yeah, I, I, I like both these movies. It was yeah. a lot of fun. I guess what my my nostalgia held up. It did. Yes, yours, yours did. did which, not. Yeah, well, yeah, mine's mine's yours a lot. Did not. Mine's a lot older than yours, so that's true. All right, you ready to get into it? Uh, yes, let's do it. All right, it is time for judgment. I'll see you soon. Let it go. doing the fingers thing this time. You're not doing no fingers. <laughs> no fingers. No fingers this week. All right. So, Matt. Sydney. I have six questions for you. Sweet. Six questions. Six questions, that's, baby. Six, that's like right in the wheelhouse. That's, that's good. Yeah, six okay. questions. Good. All right. I got it. Go ahead. All right. Question one. Which is a scarier scenario to be in? Having a murderous trucker follow you and try to kill you or constantly be worried about dying in a Rube Goldberg-like way? Wow. Um, I I'd have to go with the Rube Goldberg type way. I, I think I would because I don't you you don't want to have that constant anxiety. And I already have constant anxiety. I know I do fun. too. I, I I have that too. I, same thing. Um, but it yeah it definitely yeah I don't the truck driver thing I think you could handle. Cause I, I feel like at some point I'd, I'd fight back. But if but if it's like just. It, it, <laughs> A faceless, what if it's bodiless, bu- nothing like, nothing you could touch, death coming after you? I mean, what are you going to do about what it? What if it's Buffalo Bill coming after you? Be like, I'm all right. Put the regulation in the basket. He's skinny. I'd beat his ass. I'd beat his ass. I'd, make, I'd put him in my Don't well. Don't touch my dog, you bitch. I'd put him in my well with my dog and make him rub my lotion on his skin. That's what I'd Ew, do. Ew, your lotion? You better believe it, baby. Ugh, okay. <laughs> all right. Uh, question two. Better hero, Lewis or Alex? Um, I'm gonna go Alex on this one. Really, I I'm think, surprised with that one. Yeah, I think. Well, R.I.P. Paul, Paul Walker, by the way. Yeah, I love Paul. God Walker. rest your soul. But I think Lewis was kind of a, a little bit of a pansy. I mean, I really do. Is this kind of? I, don't know. I think he was trying to, because Fuller was really the one that like kind of pushed it and pushed it and pushed it and pushed it with the truck driver guy. Yeah, I I just don't. And yeah. then and then Fuller or Lewis was the one that was kind of like, hey, dial it back, like chill out, man. Yeah, he just I don't know. He just came on kind of a little bit soft, and and I think um, uh, what's his name from the uh, Alex Alex, thank you. I think Alex was he was more trying to get the solution to the problem. Yeah. Versus. But Lewis was just praying to God it would go away. Okay. So. Yeah. All right. Question three. Would you rather end up like the douchebag in room 17 or end up like Miss Luton, stabbed and exploded? <sighs> so either you live but you don't have a jaw or you just die via stabbing and explosions. But she yeah. was drunk, so. Yeah, but she had And... She was listening to John Denver. I'm going Miss Luton. 
You're going looting. I'm going, I'm going looting. Yeah, definitely going looting there. Um, you know, anytime you can go out and listen to the John Denver, I think that's a good thing. I don't care if you get blown up, stabbed, um, stomped in the face by a giraffe. Um, <laughs> kicked to death by a giraffe. Yeah, kicked to death, have a giant piece of celery fall on you. <laughs> Impractical Joker reference there. Yeah. Um, hey, Impractical Jokers, follow us. <laughs> They're not listening. Brian Quinn. <laughs> Brian um, Quinn. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, I'd, I'd go, I'd go to Luton. Well, yeah, I wouldn't want to live without a jaw. It'd be kind of weird. It's, it's kinda, you like to eat. Yeah, I do like to eat. I don't want to, I don't want to have to like. <laughs> you could be like arse face. Everything be smoothified. Oh God, no! Everything be smoothified. That would be so weird. <laughs> Come oh, on. No, no, I couldn't do that. Everything no, be smoothified. I couldn't have like a like a. Hello, preacher. Hello, preacher. Hi. Can I get some? That's a sin. God, can you make up that steak for me and let me some of that yeah, no, I'm not going that way. All right. No. Question four. If you had to die to a soundtrack, not Rocky Mountain High, what song would it be? I have my answer, but... Um, mm, that's a good question. I would still stick with what I've said before, which was the Dead South. Um, in Hell, I'll Be In Good Company. That's good. Yeah. Mine, mine's Love Shack. Question five. <laughs> <laughs> Sung by who? Sung by us? By us. Our, our video. Love Shack, baby! Come on. <laughs> our, video, our video playing in the background. That would be cool. Okay. I changed my answer to that. That's, Love that's, Shack. That's the answer I'm going with. Yeah, I like that. That's good. That was really good. Got you there. <laughs> All right. Question five. Did you like how I did that too? Yeah. Love Shack. Love Question it. five. Yeah, let's go right into it. We're going. Question five. Which is worse? Going to a truck stop naked and ordering six cheeseburgers or being suspected of the murders of your fellow survivors? Mm. See, I'm, I'm, I was always good for a practical joke. And now, if I were their age, it, I'd be I'd be fine with going in there naked. No, I meant now. Oh, like now? Now. Like, like 50-year-old me now? Yes. Oh, yeah, no, I'm not going anywhere near <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That ain't happening. You're not... It's, uh, no, okay, I'm, I'm not fucking Doc I'll, Brown. I'll You're take, not going back in time. I'll, I'll take the murder rap. I don't give... I, that's fine with me. I, 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 really? I, yeah, I can, I, can, uh, I, can, I can eat bologna every day and live in a jail cell. I'd be all right. But, yeah, I would definitely not do the uh, naked thing now. That's for sure. Okay. So. Yeah. All right, question six. Which movie is this week's Slash? Here's what's funny. Out of all those questions, the majority of them I was positive for were Final Destination. Yeah. So it makes sense that I would pick Final Destination. But yeah. I will <laughs> not pick Final Destination this week. Oh, okay. There's not a chance, no. Okay. Because... Um, Final Destination is is a is a great movie. Don't get me wrong. I mean, it's it's fun. No, no. <laughs> I, I wouldn't say it's great. It's it's fun. It's a fun movie. Um, but yeah, you can't. Uh, uh, a Devin Sawa, a, a big Devin Sawa person, big Devin Sawa fan. But I just, I just can't. Yeah, Joyride to me is is the better movie this week. All right. And your winner for this week, congratulations to John Dahl, J.J. Abrams, Clay Tarver, Steve Zahn, Lily Sobieski, and rest in peace, Paul Walker. Your 2001 movie, Joyride, is this week's Slash. And where there's a winner, there must also be a loser. Take it away, Matt. Um, death, first of all, I don't want to offend you. 
you you played a great role in this movie. Uh, so please don't come knocking on my door tonight because I have too much shit to do tomorrow. Knock, knock, knocking on so. heaven's door. Oh, that's another good one. That would be knocking a good on one, heaven's yes. door. So, but I must apologize to uh, director James Wong, um, writer Jeffrey Reddick, Devin Sawa, who is one of my favorite child actors of all time. I mean, he really was. He was in a lot of great stuff. I mean, Little Giants. I remember man. It wasn't even in one of the Casper movies. I think. Sure. Pretty sure he was in a Casper movie. Sure. Um. Allie Lauder, Kerr Smith. I don't. Yeah, like he's your, in Casper. I don't like your first name, Kerr, but Kerr Smith, and of course the legendary Tony Todd. I regret to inform you that regret? this week <laughs> you regret. Take two. I regret. <laughs> I did say regret. That's I, singing. I regret to inform you, Scooby Wabbit. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I regret. We can't. We can't do these podcasts this late anymore. So it's late. Yeah, because it just gets delirious. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Final destination. I'm sorry, but you are this week's trash. Damn, that sucks. Hey, Tony Todd has been a slash and a trash. Yes. Wow. Damn. Yeah, but it wasn't his fault this one. No. Tony Todd so. does nothing wrong. No, he doesn't. Hey, Sid, give us some plugs, will you? All right, at Barely Ashley. You can't keep getting this <laughs> mine. Don't do not take Barely. <laughs> barely Ashley. Ashley, don't, don't listen to her. Ashley is my girl. You you shushy, man. Oh, yeah. Uh, follow us on at our Twitter. Uh, follow us on our Twitter. Sid regrets to inform <laughs> you that she can't name her Twitter handle. At, at slash or trash pod. Sorry. Okay, I can't. I can't freaking speak today. Um, at horror and Haunted, they do their gifts trains. Obviously, they do a great job. Um, they do horror versus every once in a while. Today, they did Doctor Giggles versus the dentist versus the ice cream man. So, and if you don't pick ice cream man, you're wrong. No, the correct answer is Doctor Giggles. No, ice cream man. Doctor Giggles. It's grenadine. For my ice cream treats. Giggles. It's grenadine. Come on, man. You can't. No, not your giggles. That question. So. That's right. that's for another day. Uh, follow John at Fading Arcader. Um, he posts some good stuff with the with the mutant fam. Follow Darcy the Mail Girl if you don't. Uh, figure someone, please figure out. What mayo bees means and send it to us. Yeah, hashtag mayo bees. I don't know. What, mayo uh, bees. Yeah, I, I, literally, it's it's going on too long now. I must know what mayo bees are. Yeah, at Gringo Fantastico. That's my guy. He's, that is my guy. He's great. I don't care. I don't care. I just said he's my guy. He I love agreed that on Alan Alda 2.0, man. That was funny when he <laughs> when you said that. I got on Twitter and I read that. I was like, oh my god! I replied to him. He was like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You can't. You can't deny that. Uh, personal Twitter. I'm at Sid Townsend 1221. I'm at T N Godfather. That is F O D D R. Okay. Uh, D D E R. E R. Well. Yeah. Um, it's still kind of kitten season. There's still kittens everywhere. Adopt a cat. Foster a cat if you can. If you can't, put in... I just had this Bob Barker image from, uh, from The Price is Right. Have your pet spayed or neutered. Goodbye, everybody! Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty much me. Um, yeah. Yeah, seriously, though. Spay your pets. Alright. You ready for next week's movies? Yeah, let's do it, Let's man. do it. Alright. So... 
have a whole list of movies, and I was just going through them. I was like, what would be a good one to do this week? And, you know, I think, okay, we just got through the 4th of July. Mm-hmm. And so summer vacations are kind of winding down oh, God, a little bit. Oh, God, is it going to be Camp Horror 2.0? No, 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 we're not doing Camp Horror again, no. no. <laughs> not for a while, at Our least. Our computer does not like Camp Horror, yeah, I know. So we're talking about going back to work. So we're going we're gonna to do some work horror, is what I'm thinking about. So, my first movie will be from 2016. The Belko Experiment. Awesome movie. Awesome movie. I love Oh my gosh. Yeah, I, I used to work a corporate job and I kind of wish that would happen. <laughs> but <laughs> the Belko Experiment is a fun one. Because there's some people that I'm like, <laughs> I'm Up just against, kidding. I don't want to murder anybody. Up against the 2017 Office horror movie. Mayhem. Oh, you suck so badly. You <laughs> suck. You suck. It's Doctor Cox versus Glenn from The Walking yes. Dead. Are you kidding? Stephen Young. Yeah, that's man. what I'm saying. It's gonna be fun. You can't do that to me. That's two that's of my favorite Young, shows. Oh, that's gonna be great. Oh my god. It's gonna be a good week. It's gonna be a fun one. Oh my god, you suck. But it's gonna be fun movies to watch. Though. Oh yeah. It's great. But I have to pick. Yeah. Do I have to? You have to. Do I have to? Yeah, unfortunately, that's, that's the rules of the game. Ugh. Sorry. All right, Sid, I think we're done. All right. Anything else you say? Sorry for this long episode. I had yeah, to Yeah, well, it's not that bad, right? There's a lot we had to get into. Yeah, I know. Yeah, you're just long-winded, that's all. I'm not long-winded. Kiss my ass. Wow. <laughs> that's pleasant. All right, on that note, everyone, thank you for listening. Take care. God bless. Vaya con Dios. Hasta luego. Uh, aloha means goodbye. Have your pet spayed or neuter. And said, love you. This has been Slasher Trash. I'll see you soon.